Welcome to Make Your Life Magnificent with coaches Jackie and Mimi, co-founders of The Resting Mind. We're keeping it real with Generation X women talking about the stuff that keeps you up at night. From managing the demands of your career to finding happiness in your life and everything in between. Each week, we'll help you close the gap between your conscious goals, the results you want to achieve, and your subconscious settings, your thoughts and beliefs, by sharing tools and strategies based in brain science and energy. Gen X ladies, the dating game has changed since the 1980s. In this week's episode, we're bringing to you the dating relationship expert, Renee Suzanne, to talk about the tips to finding true love. Hey, Jackie. Hey, Mimi. How are you? I am great. I can't wait to dig into this episode because it's something that I know nothing about. I I feel like I'm going to learn so much because I have been married for 21 years and you've been married for, I think, 24? 24 years. So dating to me is like a foreign language and I know the game has changed. So much. I don't have any clue where to start. And I was bad at it 25 years ago, 30 years ago. I didn't date back then either because I just... I met Scott. It was just, I never really dated. So the whole thing is foreign to me. And I know that Renee has an incredible story and journey on how she became a relationship coach and she also does. on finding love later in and, life. And true love. And I know also that in our community, about half are ladies who are looking for true love. So let me tell you a little bit more about Renee. Renee Suzanne helps women who are sick of the dating scene find true love by teaching them to date effectively. Renee was single for over two decades before meeting her husband on Tinder in 2017. And at that point, she was well into her 40s. When she's not helping women date smarter, you may find her curled up on the couch with her dog and a good book or out on a hike with her husband. She's been featured in The Huffington Post, Glamour, and Tiny Buddha. She has two books, Beloved, How to Go from Relationship Challenge to Relationship Ready, and 10 Things You Can Do to Upgrade Your Love Life. They're both available on Amazon. If you want more love in your life, check out her free video at reneesuzannecoaching.com. So before we get started, I just want to say to you ladies, if you are listening and you feel like you're stuck, maybe you're stuck in dating or maybe you're stuck in your career or maybe you're stuck in life, we have something that's right for you. We have, for the first time, an online course specifically for getting unstuck. This course is really going to help you understand the who, what, and why of being stuck, the emotions that you will deal with and go through when you're transforming your life, and then we're going to provide you with the tools and tips and the 8% rule framework that we talked about on the Today Show. We're going to teach you how to use that to get unstuck. So check out www.therestingmind/getunstuck to get started. It's just $29. Guys, it's less money than two cocktails at the bar and less money than a massage. So come on over and get unstuck. All right, ladies. Let's welcome Renee Suzanne. Hello, hello, Renee. How are you? I am fabulous. How are you? We're great. I'm so happy that you're here on the podcast. I know that we have heard from so many women in our community that they are really, they're really interested in finding the love of their life. And I know that you're going to help them and give them so much value. So I cannot wait to dig into all of the goodies that we're going to talk about today. 
Awesome. We I'm needed, so excited to be here. <laughs> we Maybe. needed you as the expert because I have been married 21 years, so I cannot remember what it's like to date. And, and I've been married, it'll be 24 years, so a long time. So we needed your expertise to come on the show and help us out. So thank well, you. Thank you, <laughs> thank so you Renee, for having me. Yes, Renee, tell us a little bit. Why don't you tell our listeners a little bit about yourself and how you became a relationship coach and a dating coach? Well, I was, I, I married very young. I had, uh, I married when I was a teenager to get out of the house. There were some things happening at home that I did not think were going to be awesome. My mom was getting ready to remarry and I just got out of Dodge. It's probably not the best choice, but I had four children who I love. They're amazing. And he passed away when I was 28. So I had all these kids and I was 28. I was, I had a year left to go in college cause I didn't go to college until after I had the children. So I was kind of sort of plunged into the world of single motherhood. And when the dust settled and I felt like I would like to try to find someone I had no idea what I was doing. I married so young that I had never been on a date at all. And I wasn't like the popular girl in high school, the one that, you know, the guys liked and all that. So I've always been kind of relationship challenged, but I got away with it by, you know, marrying young and having a bunch of kids. So when I was plunged into this single world where I needed to figure out how to date, I had no clue whatsoever. Occasionally on a Saturday night, I would actually get out and go to, do you remember Borders, the bookstore? Yes. Of I loved and Borders. Yeah. I was like, oh, I was such a Borders nerd. And this was like my big Saturday night outing when I could drag myself out of the house and get a little me time. So I would go to Borders and I would binge on self-help books. You would find me in the self-help aisle on Borders on Saturday nights. So this was my big, fabulous single girl life that I had. So I was pretty dating challenged and I, but I really wanted to figure it out. And I would occasionally try to date. Most of my love life consisted of being sleep deprived and cranky and crushing on guys who didn't want to date me for years at a time. Like the whole unrequited love thing. I really, I really had that on lock. So when people look at me like happily married now and a, and a dating coach and knowing all the ropes, you can rest assured, like I had like pretty much zero chance of this ever happening without <laughs> some kind of intervention. I really took this on and was just determined that I would make this part of my life work. And one day I woke up, the kids were grown. I was 40 and I was like, whoa, how did that happen? Mm -hmm. And I moved to the city. So I thought, okay, now everything's going to fall into place because the kids are grown up. I'll move to the city where my job is. So we will not have a commute anymore. I got my cute little it girl apartment and I led like the sex in the city life. I had the friends. We went to all the fun restaurants and bars and did all the things. And I was in good shape and I looked good and I had good clothes. And I just thought that this was going to be the best thing ever. I would just go on match.com and find my guy and that would be the end of it. And it was sadly not the case because I was then really up against looking in the mirror because I didn't have 
all of the things that I thought were keeping me dating challenged and alone were not really the things that were to blame. It was the way I was handling myself. It was the way I was thinking about dating and men and love and presenting myself in the dating world. And so that really began my seven year journey of really in earnest looking at myself and how I was going to do this. And I had to really commit to pulling out all the stops and stop believing all the excuses my brain was offering me about why it just wasn't possible at my age and all the things and just say, no, I am figuring this out. This matters to me. I want this and I'm not going to take no for an answer. I am going to find the love of my life. I committed to it. I worked with coaches. I took classes. I did everything I could to make it happen. And it did. I found the love of my life, my wonderful husband on Tinder. And we've been married three and a half years now. And I love, I love helping women do this work because it does matter. If you want something, whatever it is, I believe our desires are like a homework assignment from the universe. And instead of thinking, well, it's not possible for me because it hasn't happened. I consider it like a divine calling to bring yourself into the version of yourself that can have the thing that you want. You can become the person who has the love of your life, who has the career, who has the business, who has whatever it is that you're wanting to achieve. Renee, was there, first of all, thank you for sharing that incredible story. I mean, it's such a journey. And just thinking about you being a single mom with four kids at 28, I mean, that must have been working and doing all of this stuff. Like you're just an incredible woman. I wondered also, it sounded like you were dating still. And then there was a moment where you were like, you know what? Like a light bulb went off. What was that for you? that made you change the way you started to think about dating? Yeah, I really, well, I, like most of us was weaned on, you know, Hollywood and chick flicks. And if you're nice and you're pretty enough, it'll just happen when you least expect it. And if it's meant to be and all the things, and you know what, in every other area of life, I made things happen. Mm -hmm. I got a degree in finance when I had four kids on scholarship, getting up at like five in the morning, hustling it up to the city, dropping the kids off at daycare, trying to figure out how to pay all the bills, like all these things. Like I was a doer. I made some amazing, amazing things happen in my life. But in this area of my life, and I, I know I'm not alone, we women think, oh, you know, if we're nice, if we're pretty, and probably definitely before we're 35 or 40, this should just happen. And you really shouldn't have to do anything to make love happen. You should be able to just meet someone naturally. And we see this in Hollywood. That's what all the, you know, books are about. And a lot of our friends did to meet their significant other in high school and college. And it does just fall into place for some of us. And for some of us, it doesn't, but that doesn't mean it's not meant to be, or you're all night not It's just meant to be for some people and not other people. You can actually step up and do something to help yourself along without it being, you know, the death of all romance because you actually had to post a profile on Tinder and go out with a few duds and figure it out. That's like, I wasn't standing there on my wedding day in my beautiful wedding gown thinking, yeah, well, I met him on Tinder and that's kind of 
you know, that's kind of lame, but I'm rolling with it. No, I met the love of my life on Tinder. This is amazing. And I'm telling everybody, but my light bulb moment was coming up against that, that woe is me. It didn't happen for me. And now I'm 40 plus in my cute little it girl apartment crying on the floor with snot and mascara all over my face because the 10th guy dumped me and I thought I'll give up forget it. It's too hard. I don't know what I'm doing. Who needs this? I don't need this. Then I thought, you know, I had tried to intermittently push it down and and this little desire in my heart, like we want this, we want this. And I'd be like, no, it's too hard. No, it's not meant to be. No, it's not. It was that moment that I said, no, I'm doing this. This is, I will do everything in my power to find my life. I will do this. I don't care what it takes. I don't care if I have to hire coaches, take classes, get an MBA and freaking finding the love of my life, <laughs> whatever. I'm doing this. This matters to me and I will do it. And I marched myself over to Tiffany's on Michigan Avenue and I bought myself a little ring and I married myself in the bathroom mirror. And I said, Renee, I promise we're doing this. I got you. We are doing this. And I, I did it. And that's what it was. It was that commitment that no, I am not giving up. I am absolutely not. Do you find that your clients, when you work with them, where do you see the biggest struggle for them when they're going on their journey towards finding relationships? Well, a lot, most of my clients are very similar to me. They, they think it should happen naturally, or that there's something wrong because it hasn't yet. They've never been able to do this before. And so I I work, my clients are like 35 and up. I can help anyone, but that's my sweet spot because it's so close to what I experienced. And that is when women get really deflated and frustrated and think, that their ship has sailed. And this is just, by then there's a kind of world weariness that settles in this like, oh, here we go again. Well, this Mm -hmm. is like, there is this disappointment, jadedness that can kind of harden their hearts. Even though they really do want love, they've just been hurt and disappointed so many times that they kind of harden themselves against the disappointment. And when you harden your heart in that way, it's hard for love to make its way in. So you, you kind of shut out the, the pain, but you also shut out the, the love and the openness to the, to what the world can bring you. If you will make yourself vulnerable in that way. What do you say to women that, they are that their hearts are hardened or they are afraid of being disappointed you know if someone is listening to this and they're like well i really do have that nudge and i really know that deep down inside i do want to find my partner but i'm afraid what would you say to them yeah that's that's fabulous i just was talking about this to one of my clients yesterday she has she's also widowed not too recently but and and she has children and she's doing the single mom thing and i said to her what i say to a lot of women who are in our age range you've been hurt you've been disappointed you have been through 
you've been around the block a few times and you've seen the good and the bad and the ugly of what life has to offer and you are still here. So I can't promise you that you will never be hurt, but I can teach you how to date in a way that absolutely will minimize that as much as possible. And if unfortunately you do get hurt, it's freaking worth it. Mm-hmm. It's worth it. It's like when you run that marathon, when you have the baby, when you, as happened to me recently, have to say goodbye to a dog you have loved for 14 years. I got 14 years of love with that dog. I got, you know, life brings us all joy and pain and, and hurt too. And when you're open to the hurt, you're also open to the love. And I'm not saying just go out and be a doormat, but understand that it probably isn't going to hurt anywhere near what you're afraid that it will. If you learn how to date effectively, I can show you how to minimize that as much as possible. And any sort of pain that's left that you have to endure is absolutely worth. And I can tell you this with 100% certainty worth finding a love of your life. I would do it all again. And, and I got my butt kicked. I really (laughs) got my butt kicked. I was single for like over 20 years all in and went through every kind of gnarliness, mostly because they didn't have coaches back in the day. And when I finally did hire one that helped a lot, I, I got a lot of support. But even though I really found my way in this, the long, hard and grueling way, I would still do it all again and be where I am now. It was worth it. And it will be for, for you too, if you don't give up. I love that statement that it's worth it. I think so often when it comes to love, it's so different, right? There, there's so many reasons to not go after it. There's so much fear involved where there are so many other things that people will try, but when it comes to dating, it becomes almost, almost taboo. It's almost to that point you said earlier, which is that romantic comedy, right? Where you're like, oh, I am not supposed to want to put myself out there, right? You have all of these preconceived notions as a woman. And I think being able to break those down is really helpful. So, so one of my questions I have is for our listeners who are like, that's great, Renee, where do I find them? What do I do? Where do I go? What, is, what do you suggest that our listeners do if they're going to get back into the dating game and they don't know where to begin or haven't dated online? Yeah, for sure. So uh, my, my rallying cry is if you hate online dating, you're doing it wrong. Mm-hmm. Okay. So please do not do what 99.9% of women do is they finally decide they're going to do it. They're going, their friends talk them into it. They're going for it. They throw some string of words onto match or tender or wherever, along with whatever janky selfies they can find (laughs) and then prince charming doesn't fall out of the sky within a week (laughs) and they get some random creepy weirdos and they they say it was terrible and they're never doing it again (laughs) that is essentially what some variation of that is essentially what most women experience that is why they hate online dating and i would say learn please please learn how to do it right i can teach you there's so many other people who could teach you learn how to do it right. Do not do that. You are setting yourself up for disappointment. If you think you're going to just throw something up there and have whatever randomness descend on you, like some people out and that works for them. But if you're, if you're 
wanting to make this a sure thing and make it easier on yourself, learn how to date, right? And, and then and navigate online dating in such a way as to you, where you can have the kinds of results that you want. It is so, so much less painful and more fulfilling and productive. Do you have one or two of your favorite dating tips? Profile tips. Yeah. Oh, profile tips. Yeah. So okay. let's start with profile tips. Do you have one or two quick profile tips that you can give our listeners? Yes. Yes. Please have a well-written profile and good pictures. And by well-written, you know, um, don't do what everybody else does. It's like a string of adjectives and travel destinations. Right? <laughs> turn, turn your list of adjectives into stories. So if you want to say, I'm kind and I love my kids and my dog and, you know, I work hard and play hard, please don't say that. Um, <laughs> talk about how do you work hard? How do you play hard? Do you ski? Do you love downhill skiing? Do you like going for a, a run? Did you run a marathon? Did you climb a mountain? What was it like? What was your favorite part about it? What do you, you know, what, what is your passion? Talk about if you want to talk about your travel destinations, don't do that. And talk about walking down the streets of Barcelona in the sunlight. Write something compelling that makes someone want to meet you. You are not a list of adjectives. Yeah. Oh, it's a great, that's a great tip and tool. So you had a question about oh, dating tips? Yeah, my question is just general dating tips. I, I'm so out of practice. I wouldn't even know where to start. So like first date, how sh do's and don'ts. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Well, you're going to start with that well-written profile. You're going to start with the good pictures. You're going to know what you want. Okay. So no right straight from the get-go. Do you, and be honest with yourself, have a little come to Jesus moment with yourself. If you want to get married, it's okay. I know it is 2020 and whatever, whatever, but if you want to get married, you want to get married. Don't, you know, gaslight yourself into thinking, oh, it's okay to date and whatever happens, happens and throw that on your profile and then be surprised when everybody wants something casual. Own what it is that you want. Don't apologize for it. So if you want to get married, that's great. If you want, if you want a long-term relationship, that's great. You know what it is you want. Write your profile in such a way that reflects that and then vet your dates. And um, so talk to them, like chat them up on the apps. One, uh, a couple of exchanges, like three or four exchanges tops. Exchange phone numbers and indicate that they need to call you. If they're not going to pick up the phone and call you and they're just going to text you and five other women while their wife is sitting next to them on the couch eating Doritos, no, that's <laughs> not what we're doing. You want a relationship, the man can call you. If he can't even call you, what kind of relationship do you think is going to be happening there? So we require a phone call. I get so bossy. Love <laughs> that. No, that's yeah. smart. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So a, a phone call is required. You don't need to run out meeting, especially now with COVID. You're not going to to go out with random people that can't even be bothered to pick up a phone and call you and spend 15, 20 minutes on the phone with you. A phone call is required to schedule a first date period. This will revolutionize your love life and cut out so much nonsense. It gets rid of people who are married or cheating on their partners or catfishing or long distance craziness. This is an absolute must if you want any kind of long-term relationship. Phone call before a first date. First date can be on Zoom or Skype.
Skype or anything like that if concerned about social distancing and COVID. And then maybe you can social distance, wear a mask, go for a walk. Anybody who is gonna be present for these kinds of things, that's somebody who is in it to win it. That's somebody who is serious about building a true connection and not just trying to go out and see how quickly they can score with you or, or do whatever they wanna do with you. If you're looking for a long-term connection, handle it this way and people will drop off, but you'll be left with the real contenders and that's what you want. Question, once you started to really put this into practice, how long then did it take you to find the love of your life? It still took a little while because here's what happens. These are logistical things and they are so great to know. And believe me, it took me so long to learn them. These things will leave you with like, like decent real contenders, but it is still up to you you've built some habits over the years of being single. So what a lot of women do is what I did is most of the guys out there in the dating markets are kind of emotionally unavailable, kind of just dating around and seeing what happens, or they just got divorced, or they're not ready for anything serious, whatever, whatever. And statistically, that's what most of the dating pool is made up of. And when you've been single for a long time, you have been interacting with these people and since they are the majority of the dating pool, that's what you're used to. So when the serious guy comes along, who's like, when can I see you again? And he's enthusiastic and all that. You're like, oh my God, he's so needy. No. <laughs> and you go straight hightailing it back to the unavailable guy who's kind of standoffish, got a really cool job and knows where all the great restaurants are. Those things have nothing to do with having a relationship, by the way. But those kind of habits die hard. So that is a lot of what I do in my coaching is once we get the profile going, once we get you going out on real dates with real contenders is to help them to get in a place where the guy who is relationship ready and serious about them, who is long every day. I'm going to, you know, I mean, we all know that some things do get harder as we age. Doesn't make it impossible, but some things do become more challenging. You're not going to get 50 emails a day with guy, from guys who want to marry you like you did when you were 29. But these guys do come along every now and again. They absolutely will. And to know how to handle that when they do and not get freaked out is, is a lot of what I coach women on too. So... That said, once I learned how to do this, of course that happened to me because <laughs> everything <laughs> happened to me and there was a lot of managing that. So along the, along the way, I did date a few guys who ended up not being super relationship ready and I burned a little time on that, but I learned a lot. So once I got this dialed in, it still took me, I want to say another like three years, mostly because I didn't really dial this in. I, I did, I did eventually work with coaches, but I kind of dragged my heels a little on that. And if I had it to do again, I would have just gone all in and really gotten more support on that instead of thinking, Oh, I got this, I can handle it. And really it's, it's can be challenging to really have someone else's eye on what you're doing and give you that perspective, but it's so worth it. And looking back, I wish I had been more consistent in doing that. 
Yeah, that's what we always say also about coaching. It's like the quickest way to get to where you want to go is to have someone be a partner with with you. And what you have said is so true. So much of it is our mindset and our habits around that mindset. And that's what takes such a long time to really untangle and rewire. Yeah. You have like a week, uh, one hour week to work with them on brain habits that they've developed over a lifetime. And it does sometimes take a while to sink in and that's okay. I mean, honestly, nothing beats that weekly consistency of, yes, I am doing the thing. Yes, I'm, I'm committed to doing this. The consistency is key. Absolutely. Because yeah. just like yeah. anything else, it's, if you want a job, you have to be consistent looking for a job. If you want a partner, you have to be consistent looking for a partner. It's, it's about going all in and making sure that you keep your eye on the, on the ball. What, what do you do when, you know, how do you tell your clients that had a bad experience, right? Maybe they were dating someone for a little while and they get ghosted, or maybe they were thought that this person was honest and authentic and they ended up being awful and liars. What's the one trick that you tell people to help them kind of get back up on the horse? Well, there, there are two things. First of all, to learn everything you can from the experience, not to beat yourself up with utmost compassion and love. Look at there's when, when I, dig in with a client for this kind of work, there is always at least one, if not several moments where she knew that something wasn't adding up and chose not to pay attention to that. Didn't want to have the conversation. Didn't want to ask the question that she didn't really want to know the answer to kind of thing. And with the utmost love and compassion, examine those times with the goal of learning because once you learn how you contributed to a situation and I learned this through my last very painful breakup before um, just a few weeks before I met my husband I was dumped via text by a guy I'd been seeing on and off again right before Christmas and I still remember crying and taking his Christmas gift back to Macy's and crying. Oh. Like, seriously, yeah, it was, I mean, really, I got kind of banged up out there, but I never gave up. And then a couple of weeks later, I met my husband, had my first date with him, and the rest is history. But when you look at how you contributed to the situation, how you didn't ask the questions, how you knew something might be amiss, but you kind of participated in it in some way. And when you see how you did really clearly, you just won't do it again. You just won't. You'll you'll be like, oh, that's the thing. Well, I'm just not going to do that anymore because I see where that goes. And then really, really as much as you can, embrace the belief that you're love of your life. He's really out there. Try to envision him. Try to envision him. He's coming home from work. He's petting the dog, putting something in the microwave, opening a can of beer and sitting on the couch, scrolling through Tinder, looking for you. Are you on there? Are you showing up? He's real. He is a real flesh and blood human out there right this very minute looking for you because he wants to share his life with a woman he loves. And are you going to be there for him to find? Are you going to make it possible for him to find you? Because he's not going to knock on every single 
door and canvass the neighborhood. He's not going to go to every single bar and every single restaurant on every single night. He's sitting there on the couch, petting his dog, scrolling through Tinder, hoping that you're on there or on match.com, hoping that he sees you. Are you going to be there? I love that find? visual too. You know, I could see guy, his tie kind of like, you know, <laughs> yeah. <scrolling through. laughs> That's a great visual. So, so in the essence of time, we could talk to you all day, oh <laughs> but we do have to, we have to start wrapping up. Uh, Renee, can you tell our listeners how they can find you and where they can kind of get in touch with you? Yes. Go to ReneeSuzanneCoaching.com. I have a great website, tons of videos for you to watch about all kinds of dating tips, everything from first dates to what to do if he's sends you a picture that you really don't want to see. I like everything else is there. <laughs> so there is so much information for you on my website. And also I offer for anyone who would like to talk to me about what your specific struggles are, what you are seeing out there in dating and how I can help you. I am offering one hour discovery calls. They are absolutely free and there's no obligation. And if you want to grab your spot, you can email me at Renee at ReneeSuzanneCoaching.com and I'll get you on my calendar. Oh, that's Thank incredible. You. We're going to put all of that in the show notes. Renee, it was so wonderful speaking with you today. And thank, thank you, you so for much. sharing your expertise and your wisdom and your story with all of our listeners. It, I mean, it really means so much to us that you shared all of this. And I know it means so much to our community and our listeners as well. I know they're going to get so much value out of this. So ladies, thank you. thank you so much for listening to us today. And until next week, cheers to your magnificence. If you like this episode, leave us a review. It'll help more Gen X ladies find us so they can make their life magnificent.